This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys and welcome back to the channel and we're going to be having a, a fantastic chat today ahead of the Manchester United game with one of the main presenters over at uh, the really popular 1.8 million subscriber United stand. Hi Beth, welcome to the channel again. Hi, thank you so much for having me on again, it's, it's nice to be here. Oh, well, I really appreciate you giving you your time and make sure you do go and press, uh, go and check out all the great content they do over there, especially in the build up to the Wolves game and also the post-match reaction and everything that goes with it as well. Beth, it's an interesting one. Obviously, Wolves and Man United was the opening fixture, was it not, of this year's mm -hmm. Premier League season? And um, it's still talked about now. I mean, Wolves surprised United on that night by how well we played. Bear in mind, Gary O'Neill had just come in. Um, didn't win the game. We lost the game, actually. And then there was the Onana incident where, in, in our opinion, he basically did an NFL tackle on uh, Kalajic, I think it was. And then the penalty wasn't given. What was Just before we get on to that, what was your take on that opening game? And has that sort of set the trend for United this season? Yeah, it definitely has set the tone. But we obviously haven't been as lucky as we were on that day. Like, you Wolves came to Old Trafford and they played really well. And to be honest with you, it should have been a draw because you should have had a penalty. I think a lot of Man United fans would would admit that as well. Like it was, it was crazy how that penalty wasn't given, but it wasn't. But then since then, it seems like that's been held against us the whole season because we've had no VAR decisions go for us whatsoever. We've had absolutely nothing. If anything, VAR has been so against us for the rest of the season. But I get everybody has has that and. To be honest, I don't think we can speak because I think Wolves have had the worst of it from VAR, haven't they, this season? You've Gary O'Neill's been talking about it loads and VAR. I just I just don't like it. But in terms of in terms of the game, you guys came to Old Trafford and you did really surprise us, I think. And it's not surprising that Wolves played well because I do think Gary O'Neill's a good manager, but I think he'd only just yeah, kind of got settled days, at that point. A few days. Yeah, so I didn't know what he'd be able to do in that amount of time. But since then, Wolves have gone strength to strength, really. And you're having a good season. And I rate Gary O'Neill as a manager. But for Man United, we've not been able to start. I, we, I thought after that game, you know, next, maybe next game we'll start our season properly and we'll kick in, into gear. We've had a terrible season, really, and, and pro, really inconsistent. 
Well, as we stand at this point in time, United stand eighth in the league. Uh, I think you're on uh, 31 or 32 points. Sometimes I think you're about three points in front of Wolves. I think I saw that you've got a minus goal difference as well. Is that right? Yeah, we probably do because our, our average XG is the third worst in the whole league. We're expected to score the third least amount of goals in the whole league as Manchester United. So that's probably right. I'll, ju- I'll actually just double check it now because I'll, I'll have it up here. Yeah, I'll have it up here. I think it. I think it. I think it is. I think it is a minus goal difference. I know our goal difference is absolutely terrible. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's minus five. It's minus yeah, I was five. Looking at that. Are we three points behind you? You are three points behind us. Yes. So yeah, that, I mean that makes an extra little bit of spice for this game because if we do manage, if Wolves manage to win the game, we'll actually go above United in the league, which is for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're level on points with Newcastle at the moment. I think. Where I mean, you you you've probably heard all the saga about Wolves during the summer, the the financial problems, the the Julian Lopetegui and everything. We think he's sitting, actually waiting to be the man. He wants to be the Man United manager because still hasn't got it. He's still living in Wolverhampton, <laughs> and he's waiting for a club. And I think he's got he's he's hoping that uh, Ten Hag gets uh, gets sacked, um, and then obviously the season that we've had at the, this point. To where we are, obviously, it's probably no one really expected that around the rest of the football world, and probably majority of Wolves fans at this point. Is that fair to say, from your perspective, it's a bit of a surprise with how well Wolves have done under Gary O'Neill? Absolutely. To be fair, before Gary O'Neill came in, because I, I I liked Gary O'Neill already at Bournemouth, but before Gary O'Neill came in, there was a lot of rumours about there was upset between Lopetegui and, and the owners and. He was frustrated because you know the money wasn't there, and I, I, at that point in time, I think you actually asked me to have predictions, and I was doing my predictions. I had Wolves to go down this season, it like did, yeah. genuinely, and and I didn't. It's not that I want that to happen. It's just in the summer there was so much poor talk coming out of there, and you, the future did look bleak. But then Gary O'Neill came in, and and he really has made a difference. And I do think Lopetegui is a good manager, but obviously it just didn't work out at Wolves. But look, Gary O'Neill's come and he's worked with what he's got and he's done a good job and you guys have massively overachieved what I thought my expectations were and and, and there's a there's a couple of players for you that are doing really well, you know, Cunha and and and, and there's, there's there's others as well. It's just I'm 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 glad the Asian Cup's on it, all I'm gonna say at this point. Not that got we haven't got uh, Wang uh, yeah he's That's what right. I mean. <laughs> We did. We have got eight Norrie back, who's sort of like our wing back. He's got a bit of pace. He came on a little bit at the, you know, Algeria got knocked out. He came on a little bit against the Albion game. What's the general feeling then um, of, of, of the Man United fan base at the moment? I mean, there's there's so much speculation going up and down all the time about Ten Hag. I mean, how are the United fan base feeling? Are they fully behind him? Are they not? Are they split? On it, I mean, where would you say they are, and where are you at with it? I think it's quite split, but I think the majority is still Ten Hag in just. But I think it is quite split, and I think the reason the majority are still want to stick with Ten Hag is purely because of the amount of managers we've been through, and I don't think people can be bothered getting another one in. And do you know what it is? I think a lot of Man United fans recognise that the problem at Manchester United doesn't just lie with the manager. We've had manager after manager after manager, and nothing's worked. The problem is what's happening behind the scenes. The problem is we don't have a sporting director. The problem is our our scouting network hasn't been utilised. Our CEO was we, our CEO in Woodward and then Arnold have both been terrible. So 
there's a lot that needs to change behind the scenes before you just pinpoint the manager. Of course, Ten Hag needs to come under scrutiny. He's not had a good season. You know, he picks the team. His signings realistically have been poor in an overall sense census. But you look at the top teams in the country and you have sporting directors that are going scouting you out, signings, and the manager signs off on it and he should absolutely contribute. But it seems like Ten Hag's just been handed a checkbook and said, you know what, go and get who you want. And he's doing about five different roles. Ten Hag, what he did last season, I think, has given him a lot of kind of he, patience he got, yeah, from Man United got fans. League in a couple of finals, didn't he? He got us third, so we got his Champions League. Bear in mind, he came into the worst ever point scoring Man United team. He got us third. We won the Carabao Cup. We got into the final of the FA Cup. We had a we had a good season considering where we were at. This season, we've fallen off a cliff, and there is a lot to be answered for. His tactics aren't working. There's no style of play. I think that's the main thing. Like results are one thing, but there's no style of play. But with Sir Jim coming in and obviously us going getting a new CEO in Omar Barada and looking to get a new sporting director in, I think I think the majority of United fans want to at least give Ten Hag a chance under that new structure. And obviously, I know everyone has injuries, but a lot of his key players have been injured, and he's used that as an excuse. So. Now we've got injuries back, it's time to see what you can produce. But I'm, I'm not too hopeful because all season it's been terrible. Do you think you're going to get anywhere near making the Champions League or do you think this year no. it's just about making some form of European competition and maybe getting to the FA Cup final again? Is that kind of where you're at now? Yeah, I, I don't see us getting top four. I just don't think there's a chance. Like You look at the teams that are in and around it, City are definitely obviously going to be in there. Liverpool will be, Arsenal will be, fourth spot, Spurs, we won't get ahead of Spurs and then you've got Aston Villa who are doing brilliantly, are. people are talking that maybe there'll be a fifth spot for the Champions League, potentially we could push for that but even so, I think you know, I see Villa and Spurs Arsenal, Liverpool, City all better than us and you know I wouldn't write Newcastle off yet either so it's, it's going to be tough for Manchester United to get up there of course we've got to aim for that but realistically I don't see Man United getting top four. And I think the FA Cup is, is something that Ten Hag and the Man United players have to go all out for because that could sort of save our season. If it was Europa League, OK, yeah, I, I would definitely want to take Europa League. But conference, conference, league, conference League, no, I'd rather not be in anything. <laughs> fair, fair comment. Um, yeah, so obviously Wolves, uh, you know, hoping to finish in the top half from where we are. Uh, looking ahead to the fixture uh, in the week, um, your away form hasn't been so good of recent times. I mean, I know you did, you you, you won against Newport. Um, I mean, I watched that game and, you know, Just... for a little period there, it was like, is, is there going to be an upset again? Because, you know, I mean, the, uh, you, you saw what Maidstone did and then Newport come back from nowhere. I bet you're watching that as a United fan thinking, oh my God, surely not. But you did get the job done in the end. I think it was a late balls goal that really wrapped it up. But up until like then, Newport were pushing for another equaliser to bring a to bring a replay, but you have got through to the final to the last sixteen. Uh, I'm not sure you, who you're drawing in the next round. Either Bristol City or Nottingham Forest. I think they play see, tonight. I mean, you're getting these draws, aren't you? You keep getting these. Is that at home or away? Away. Forest yeah, see, away is tough. It, to be honest, they did beat you the last game, didn't they? Um, exactly. Was it two, two one. They they beat you. Hey, any I games? Think... Any games tough for us right now? <laughs> yeah, you lost. I think did you lose to West Ham as well in the previous away game before that? Was it West Ham? 
Yeah, most of our away games we lose, to be honest. So, so yeah, probably. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So um, what is, what's your sort of expectation then going into the game uh, at Molyneux on Thursday? It's going to be, it's almost going to be like, almost, I remember that for us, that quarterfinal of the FA Cup, it was under the Molyneux lights, uh, which we, we, you know, we had Jotter and um, we had Raul Jimenez in peak form at the time. We won the game. Uh, in the end, uh, I think you got a like a like goal. Uh, we got through, and then obviously didn't get to the final. It's always a special night under the lights at Molyneux. Um, what is your expectation going into that game, and who do you look at being the danger men um, from a United point of view, and how Wolves are going to set up, and how do, how do we think that Man United will set up to play Wolves on Thursday under Ten Hag? I think we'll be quite cautious, and I think we we have every right to be. I mean, we're coming to the Molyneux, which, I mean, you've had some good results there this season. You've beat City at the Molyneux this season. I mean, it's a tough place to go and we, again, Wolves are usually our bogey team anyway and in the situation that we're in, I've said, I've, I honestly, this moment in time, I'd be surprised if we come away with a point and that's not me just being funny, that's like me being realistic, like genuinely because you, you're having such a good season, we're having such a poor season, our away form is terrible, you know, your home form's good. I mean, you look at all of them kind of statistics and you think it doesn't look good for Manchester United. Rashford, I don't think, will even be in the squad after what's happened with him recently. I mean, not he that he's been he very good. Thursday. I doubt it. I don't think he should be. He's, you know, yeah. missing training after being out two nights on the bounce, I think he needs to be disciplined. So yeah. I'd, I'd, I think Ten Hag's got to handle that situation and, and I don't think he should play him. I, I wouldn't want him to play, even though he's one of our better players from a United point of view. Um it's weird because last time we had the disciplinary issues at Wolves over here as well, so I don't know how it's kind of worked out worked out the same. But no, I'm, I'm I think we've got to go into this cautiously. Of course, we're going to want to we want to win the game, but I think we've got to go in with caution. And you've got threats all over all over for me. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very happy Huang isn't available because I think he's having such a good season for you guys. But Cunha again, Mateus Cunha, I think he's such a big threat. Every time I watch Wolves, he, he really stands out for me. You've got other players, of course, but. You're yeah, Gary O'Neill. You're probably referring to Pedro Neto when you you're on about. Oh, sh- Pedro Neto. Yeah, I forgot about Pedro Neto. He's he's a massive threat and someone I think if he hadn't had the injuries he's had, he'd probably had maybe a move to like one of the no disrespect, but like top teams in the league. I think Arsenal are linked to him for he's for a while, there, but obviously yeah. injuries injuries have sort of hindered him. But young player, a lot of talent. It's it's going to be tough going there for sure. Yeah, he's very direct, Pedro. Um, he's he's um he's kind of like when we sold Jota, he, we sold Jota 
on the basis that Pedro Neto was coming through and they saw the potential in him. And I think Pedro Neto mm -hmm. is going to be even better than Jota. And, you know, Wolves fans in some ways were resigned to the do fact you, that... Do you, do, you think, do you think he'll be better than Jota? I do, yeah. Wow. I really do. He's, he's some player, Pedro Neto. Um, he's, he's so brave. He, he's intelligent. He times his runs. He's got a shot on him. Um, he can literally take... He, he, he's, he's got pace. He, he, he's just very, very brave, and he, he, you know, he's. I think he's going to be better than uh, Jota. He's, I think he, he's still young. He's had his injury problems and stuff like that. Um, and I think a lot of Wolves fans, in some ways, were you know resigned to the fact that in the summer, he's probably going to be. There might be a bidding war on him. Um, Wolves will, you know, but we can't sell him for peanuts. It's going to be like a 60, 70, 80 million really that he's worth mm -hmm. because he's at the right age, and. You know, Jota went to Liverpool. We could, we could do with him at United. You know what? He's got such a great attitude as well, um, Pedro Neto. He's very grounded. He's got a really good attitude. He works hard in training. He's always got a smile on his face. Um, you know, and and that's something that, that, I mean, you talk about some of the, probably the issues that you've had within the United camp. It's, you know, you, there's some players sometimes think they're bigger than the club. I don't know whether that's how it comes across United, yeah. but like at the moment at Wolves, we you know we are thin on the ground in terms of squad depth. We have avoided the issues with FFP or profit and sustainability. We we won't have a lot to do this summer. Hopefully, when we get into the summer, we'll have a little bit more clear blue water. And I think there'll be a few other teams, you know, knocking around that are going to have their own issues with profit and sustainability. I mean, Newcastle are already talking about having to send send sell to buy. And this is Newcastle, who've got the the most wealthiest owners in the uh, in the world. But you're all restricted by your your income. Obviously, United income so much bigger than a club of Wolves side because of your global fan base and everything like that. So Wolves have got to. It's I think it's you know it's now become how you trade and you look at the likes of Brighton and how they've traded and managed to build their team and we've got them in. They're our bogey team and we've drawn them in the FA Cup. Um, actually, we always have, we, we can never beat Brighton for some strange reason. Brilliant Brighton, but yeah, and they're, they're a really good team, and they're a, a shining example of how to um, how to grow a team and how to build a team and a squad. And you know, fair play to them. United, I think it's you know it's never quite happened since Sir Alex left. You know, uh, and it might be the same for Liverpool. You know, when Klopp goes, because whoever comes in after Klopp have got such big shoes to fill. As a United fan, interestingly, what's your thoughts on? Because um, obviously Liverpool being one of your biggest rivals, what's your thoughts on Klopp going? Are you happy? Are you sad? Respect there. How, how do you feel about it? Obviously, I'm absolutely buzzing as a United fan because for me, Klopp, he's obviously one of the best managers in the world, and he's managing our biggest rivals, and he's brought them back to to where Liverpool realistically, you know, want to be, which is around the top, one of the top teams. And Man City and Liverpool have had that rivalry now in the Premier League for a long time. And as a United fan, I'm jealous of that because we want to be at that stage. And I mean, I have such respect for, for Klopp because he's an amazing manager. And I have so much respect for what he's done in terms of, you know, the budget he had as well. And and because, you know, FSG isn't like Man City in the City Group where you're just going to get unlimited money. Like he has had to, you know, sold Coutinho, use that money really well. And of course, some of the signings haven't paid off, but... Altogether, I think he's the way he's managed to get the best out of certain players and, and play this 
the style of football that requires so much energy and the, the way they've been able to be that consistently and the fact he's won every trophy of course you've got to have respect for that but I'm happy he's going because he's managing our biggest rivals and we want to be better than them and all I keep thinking is you know Klopp's gone the director's going his coaching staff's going now Van Dyke's come out and said he doesn't know if he's going to continue with with it after we'll have to see what the project is I'm thinking I'm hope yeah yeah I do hope the wheels fall off at Liverpool and I hope they yeah, suffer I mean, a fraction of what we did with when Fergie left well exactly I mean when the, you know, there's a lot of players there that are there before club and and, and and you know you always think when a manager leaves like that they think well maybe it's my time as well there might be a bit of a transition for Liverpool and you know, as as United fans, when you like with that Sir Alex, it never necessarily works out, does it? It can sometimes it can, but like you could go backwards, and then you, it's hard to get. You've been trying ever since to try and get back up to that sort of level. Yeah, you've won a few cups, you've had the Champions Leagues and stuff, but you never really got back established right at the uh, the pinnacle of the game. And you know, Manchester United such a big club; they're always in the news. Um, you know, around the manager and stuff like that, and it's going to be interesting. Like from from watching it from a fan uh, of a rival Premier League team to see how the new investment with uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe and like what you said, the new directors coming in, the t- and how that sort of pans out over the next sort of the rest of this season. And then I'm thinking during the summer as well, and then how you kick on it and start next season because. It's a big transition period, and you, I guess, as a United fan, you're hoping that this this investment and this change, because he's he's taken over the football running, isn't he, Sir Jim? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's you know he's a winner in business and stuff like that. You're quite hopeful that that's going to take you to that next level where you believe that you should be. I'm hoping so. I mean, I think Man United fans have to have hope. Obviously, Sir Jim, that he's been very successful in his in his business career, but I think one of the most important things is. He's bringing people in that are best in class in their areas. Like, obviously, he doesn't know how to be a sporting director, how to be a CEO, but he's bringing in well, on his board of directors, Sir Dave Brailsford, who in cycling has just been absolutely unbelievable. And of course, football isn't cycling, but he knows how to win, he knows how to do the marginal gains. And um, he's the way he, he he's kind of his career is just really exciting in terms of if he can bring that into football that'll help us out a lot um Claude Blanc who was brilliant at PSG and then Juventus at rebuilding Juventus back up he's going to be on the board of directors and then we've got Omar Barada the head of football operations from the City Group who's going to be our new CEO who Pep got really rattled in his press conference when he got asked about it which is a good sign because that yeah. means we've got someone good and we've watched, I've watched the City or oh, Nothing documentary in Omar Brad, and that's really impressive. And just the way he talks, he's so different to how Man United have been. He says, we won't overpay for players. You've got to look at the football and the financial side. All players need to be the same style of players, what the manager wants. Man United, for years, we've recruited terribly. We've overspent. We've given massive wages. We've panicked for. We've got loads of completely different style of players that don't suit the same pathway that the manager's going on because a lot of times we don't stick with a manager which is which is poor so we've made bad decisions and then we've not even had a sporting director so we're gonna hopefully this is like the rumor we're gonna get in a head of recruitment and a sporting director so all of that i'm hoping in the summer will completely change the way man united does recruitment and recruitment i think is such a big thing in football especially at the top level you have to get it right and man united have been shooting themselves in the foot with it every single year it's been it's been terrible so hopefully that improvement will will get things going but 
the big thing is, is is it going to be Eric Ten Hag that leads this new era or not? Because, you know, Liverpool are going to be in the manager market. You've got Barcelona now going into the manager market. Who knows what who else is going to be there? Is Eric Ten Hag going to be the guy we go with? Because it's a big decision to make to start the new era with, with this manager and trust him to do so. I think that's a very good point that you make there. I think probably they're... Uh... They're feeling him out at the moment, so Jim and you, you know, and all that sort of stuff, and giving in the giving in the thing. But like you do know that, like I say, Liverpool. If you want to get the best in class in everything, then you want to get the best in class as managers. And do they stick or twist? And if they mm -hmm. stick, do they miss out on potentially bringing in someone in better? Just looking back onto the game before we finish, um, Beth, and thank you again for for your time and and your really fantastic insight into United. I just Thank want you. to uh, you to give us your thoughts if you've got a score prediction for Thursday and whether you want to change and stick or twist from your um, your thoughts on where Wolves will finish um, at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I'm going to twist on that one. Where is Wolves will finish? Where are you now? That's the question. Every eleventh at the moment. You're eleventh. Three points behind you, level with Newcastle. Okay, so you know, we still have Bournemouth are doing pretty well as well. But do you know what? I'm gonna say, oh, I'm gonna say eleventh. I I would obviously I would like you to get top half of the table, but I'm just looking at the teams above there, and I don't know if anyone could be displaced. Newcastle, Chelsea, obviously. You know what? You might be able to take our spot, depending on how bad we do. Um, <laughs> Brighton, West Ham. I'm I'm gonna say I think eleventh. For you guys where you're at now i think that would be a good season overall i know you said you want to win for top half obviously but i think that'd be a great season considering what from where we were last season 13 you finish above that it's progress um you got to, especially with gary o'neill coming in uh so late i'm hoping we can push on a little bit higher um and your score prediction for uh thursday night See, I never want to go against United, but honestly, I do see you guys winning it. But because I'm not going to go against United, I'll go with, I'll go with one all. A one all, and finally, don't think we'll win. Finally, Beth, how do you feel about a United Wolves FA Cup final? I'd rather it than sitting in Liverpool, but at the same time, you guys are our are our bogey team so I wouldn't want to bring that on. Do you feel like Wolves are your bogey team? Is that a general Yeah, team? every time we play Wolves, like we just can't score. We can and, and we, we struggle so much. Like even last year at the Molyneux, like Rashford came on and, and ended up winning it for us. But it was a tough game. It, it, it's always a tough game for us. But do you know what? Wolves Wolves United final bring it on. You know, we can win we'll, we'll win it. So it's fine. <laughs> well, if it is a Wolves United final, I'm sure we'll be able to get together again and have another chat before that. And it you know what? Well. Do you know what, Beth? I, 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 you know, it's my dad. You knock, you knock City out for us at the Molyneux, and uh, we can, we can have that final. You can knock Liverpool out. That'd be fair enough. Yeah. To be honest, we have a good record against Liverpool as well in the cup because they, they. I mean, we should have knocked them out last year. If you remember that. They lost the VAR camera, so they couldn't check oh, a, yeah. a third goal. I mean, this VAR thing with Wolves goes back to last year as well. You know, Jimenez penalty at Newcastle. We've lost about seven points this year on VAR decisions. But like, it would be great. Um, it would be great fun. But I'll just you probably I don't you obviously you wouldn't watch the stuff. My dad's eighty six, right? He's still going. Uh, his dream is to get to an FA Cup final with and 
with and go with me and sing abide with me is 86 we got within 60 seconds a, a few a, four years ago uh, before the pandemic uh, and against Watford who then got tanked by City 6-0 in the final and um, I, you know he's 86 so I'm hoping you know we we, we 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 came from losing a man away at Brentford being down to 10 men for 90 minutes 1-0 down and got a replay and then eventually won it we've beaten the baggies yesterday for the first time at the Hawthorns in 26 years sometimes you just need a little bit of luck yeah. to get to final so I'm hoping that destiny's with us so I'll you know getting to the final would be the first thing and then we can talk about who's going to win if we can get that <laughs> that would be amazing exactly now 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 I'm really hoping we'll get to the final now you still haven't told me that story I'm going yeah, to have nothing so across to you guys and he ain't getting any younger and he's still mobile and stuff so I, I really really uh, we talk about it on the channel every year and he was in tears after the FA Cup semi-final um, when we lost to Watford because it's his lifelong dream. And uh, so I hope we do more than anything. My fingers are crossed for you. And I think if I think if anyone can do it, I think Gary O'Neill's got a good chance. So Yes, we've got, he's going strong and we've got a good team spirit. So I think we're seven unbeaten now. So hopefully we've, we've got a good record at Molyneux. Finally, Beth, um, you know, the United stand, how can people check you guys out? So just the United Stand on YouTube, on Twitter and all socials. And then me, myself, or if you want to check me out on Twitter, it is at Beth T M U F C. Fantastic. I say, brilliant, uh, brilliant to have Beth on. As I say, one of the main uh, presenters Thank over you, at the United Stand. And um, really appreciate your time and looking forward to the game on Thursday. Thanks for coming on, mate. Me too. See you then. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.